You're just gonna stay angry at God for the rest of your Whether it's popular or not, we're seeking out what pleases the Lord. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the UPC Later podcast and what is the conclusion of Melissa's story, Gratitude. I want to thank you all for giving her the opportunity to share her incredibly beautiful story. She tells it so well and it's so captivating. Um, and I really enjoyed getting to know her over the last couple of weeks and and learning more about her. So I'm actually hoping um, to have her back on in a couple of months um, just to touch base, see how things are progressing and how she's handling life outside of the UPC. There's so many of you um, who are going to be interviewed soon. I can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait to get your stories out there and to talk about what you experienced within the organization, how life is now, how you're thriving, um, and all the things in between. So with that, let's get into Melissa's story and let's go. Okay, I want to welcome back our guest, Melissa, for what will be the conclusion of her story, Gratitude. Melissa, welcome back. Thank you so much, Aurora. I appreciate you allowing me all of the time and, um, to be able to tell the story. Absolutely. So we left everybody with a cliffhanger last week. The ending was, oh, it was so good. Um, so you have gotten this incredible word that you felt like was spoken straight to your heart and you decided it's time. What, what followed? What steps happened after that? Was it like, like a clean break? Did you slowly decide not to go back? Um, tell us what happened. Yeah, yeah. So I knew in my heart in that moment that it was time to leave. I didn't know what that exit was going to look like. Um, so I just, you know, continued going to church, um, talked with my family and, you know, my, my children and my husband and told them what I was feeling, and all of them were completely on board. They felt the same way. And so uh, we began looking for other churches, still going to the church that, you know, we were we were going to. We were still going there, but... Um, we we just started looking around, kind of shopping around, so to speak. So we um, there was a couple of churches that would do like a a worship night on a Sunday night, or um, uh, just like special services. So we visited a couple of churches that way, and then we found a church that um, we were very interested in, but they didn't have a nighttime service that uh, would you know, allow us to go there and continue going to the services that um, our church was providing. And so we decided that we were going to go to the, they had two services in the morning. Um, they're a bigger church, so they have two services. So we decided we were going to go to the first service and skip what is called the Christian education part of um, our home church. And and so we did that a couple of Sundays. And I guess to probably give a little bit of background on what that is, um, a lot of UPC churches will have, if they don't have a Sunday night service, they will have two services on a Sunday morning. That one is like a Sunday school teaching. A lot of them will call Christian education. And then they will have an actual service with, you know, music and preaching after that. So um, we decided we were going to stop going to the Christian education service 
and just go to the main worship service so that we would be able to try out the churches that we wanted to try out. And so it, looking back, in my mind, it's so silly because I was so terrified to leave the UPC. I was terrified. Like, I knew that's what I needed to do. I had received the word from the Lord, but I was scared especially to jump off that cliff without a plan in place of where we were going to land. Um, looking back, you know, now I know that God had us the whole time, but it was definitely a, a fearful experience. Right. I mean, especially, you know, you said how much you love structure and things like that. So, I mean, a, to go some, you know, to do something without a plan, I'm sure it goes against everything that you're, you're used to doing. Um but I don't, I don't think it's silly at all that it was a fearful thing. I think it's a very scary thing for people to go through. I mean, especially you were in it for so long and it's been your day-to-day life for years that that's a, that's a huge change. You know, it's going to be a scary thing. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was terrifying, but like my trust, I was still trusting in myself. Like I was still, because in the UPC, it's, you're taught to trust your own self essentially because if you're wearing the skirts and you're you're doing all the things that they say to do you're actually trusting in your actions rather than trusting in God and so it it that that mentality was still in my mind where I am and it's so hard to get away from but where I'm trusting in my actions so I'm trusting in the fact that I'm still being faithful to a church that I don't believe because I am, I'm scared I'm going to hell if I'm not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a very, um, yeah, it, it was, it was very, it was very scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we ended up finding a church that we absolutely loved. Um, my biggest, like biggest thing I wanted to have in a church was a church that taught the Bible. And so, and I know that probably sounds silly, Um, or maybe not silly, but like, wait, what? Don't all churches teach the Bible? But unfortunately not. (laughs) No, they Um, do not. No, they do not. A lot of churches, um, it will give just kind of motivational speeches to get you through the week. Or, you know, I don't know. We we saw a lot um, during that, that time period of about two months where we were trying different churches while still going to the UBC church. And, um, I, that was my, my core thing because, and we'll get to, you know, what I believe now, but at that time I didn't, and still I, I was not confident in a lot of the things that I had been taught. I was questioning everything. Um, you know, when you, like you had said previously, once that thread begins to unravel, you're like, wait a second, if that's not right and that's not right, well, what else is wrong? What else? What else are they teaching that's not biblical? So someone to teach the Bible and someone to teach it with the the cultural references and the the context of, you know, what that word means in Hebrew and, and just the actual studying of the word, that's what I wanted. So when we went to the church that we ended up um, landing in, so to speak, the one of the very first services was... Um, incredible because he, uh, the the minister that was preaching that day, he he kind of stopped his message and honestly I felt like it was a complete word for us. I'm sure other people needed it too, 
but he said, you know what, it's okay. There's a lot of talk right now about deconstructing your faith. And I'm like, what? That's what we're doing, right? <laughs> and, and he's like, there's a lot of talk about that. I want you to know that's okay. You need to to deconstruct or distangle or whatever you need to do to find out what the Word of God really says. And that's what, you know, you need to do to be able to grow in God. And so whenever he said that, that was kind of one of those little moments of, okay, I think we might have found our home our home church. Of course, we went a couple more times to, you know, to make sure. But he would open up the word and he would explain, and he still, he explains what these words mean and give the cultural context behind it and and really dig deep into the word of God in ways that I never heard in the UPC. Wow. That must have been so refreshing for you guys to experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely, you know, it 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 allow it's allowing us. I mean, we're of course still there, but it's allowing us to grow in God deeper than I thought possible. I didn't know there's so much that I didn't know. And that's crazy to me because I have been living for God, so to speak, or or going to church. I've been going to church for decades, my entire life not going to disclose my age because <laughs> I am up there. <laughs> but like I've been I've been going to church my whole life and there are so almost every service I'm going to church and I'm learning things I've never known. And it's absolutely mind-boggling to me that that can happen. Wow. And I love that. Yeah. I love that you're able to experience, you know, your faith in such a new way um, yeah. that you weren't experiencing it before. Yeah. Yeah. There's such freedom um, that I didn't know about before. And honestly, like my biggest emotion, I know that a lot of people can be bitter. A lot of people can be resentful and, you know, because it is a lot of wrong that's been done um, and that continues to be done in the false teaching. But honest to God, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for the journey because I don't know that I would have appreciated it had I not come out of that. Um, you know, if I had just been given all of this knowledge, hopefully I would have, but I don't know that I would have. I don't know that I would have would have valued it like I do now. Right. And what an incredible testimony that you have now. Yeah. To, to truly yeah. speak to what you believe. Yeah. Um, God is so good. So, so you find this new church, um, things are going well. When you stopped attending the UPC church, was there a meeting of any sort or did you, you know, did you guys just quietly bow out? You know, how was that transition? Okay. So I, when we finally decided, okay, this is where we're going to go. We need to, we need to let the leadership know, um, in our old church that we're not going to attend there anymore. I sent them a text message and said that, hey, we've decided we're not going to attend anymore. If you would like to meet with us um, to discuss it, we're open to that. Um, the leadership replied back. They would love to meet with us and pray with us. Um, and then uh, they, uh, they, they gave some times they were available, but we weren't available at that time. And so we said we were going to uh, – I gave them some other times. We said we would reschedule. But in the 
during that time we had a death in the family. And so um, the death in the family kind of took precedence over that. Absolutely. I let them know. Yeah, yeah. I let the leadership know that there was the death and that, um, but we could, you know, meet a couple of weeks after. And they said they were sorry for the death. And then that was it. They never reached out to schedule a meeting. They never, um, I, th- I think they knew that we were gone. And since we were gone, they didn't, I guess, need to, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't want to even assume why they didn't reach back out to schedule. But, um, but yeah, so there was actually no meeting. I was okay with that because I was a little shocked with it, but I was okay with it because of the meeting that I had had that um, whenever I was asking questions, that right. meeting did not go well. Right. And so I was not looking forward to another meeting, but I was willing to have it um, if that's what needed to, you know, be done. But no, uh, no, no meeting. Have not heard from them since then. Um, the people who we were friends with in the church we're still friends with today. Um, there's been no... As the people that we were close to were still close to, but honestly, we weren't close to a lot, whole lot of people. Uh, we, I guess, I don't know. I guess because I had had so many questions and could see so much falsehood in people from a distance, I didn't want to really be close to them very much. And so I didn't hang out with anybody really um, except for, like, two people <laughs> from yeah. from church because it just – like, I, that wasn't my cup of tea anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you can't um, pretend or force, you know, friendships right. in that sort of place. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I'm i still friends with them. Um, but really, I've had a couple of people reach out whenever I was on social media. And an old, old friend of mine back from years ago that I haven't talked to mm, in many, many years, I guess she saw the outward changes in photos that I had posted on social media, and she reached out and she's like, "Hey, are you okay? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Girl, I am totally okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not church hurt. I'm not, you know, I'm not backsliding." And she's like, "Okay, thank God. I just wanted to check on you and tell you I love you." But that's the only person that has reached out and asked, "Are you okay?" The yeah. only person, and I haven't talked to her in years and years. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah, all of the people that I went to church with, there's been like three of them text me and say, hey, just wanted to let you know I love you and miss you. And that's sweet. You know, I appreciate yeah. that. But yeah. nobody really um, has reached out to to kind of find out, hey, what's going on? Why aren't you at church anymore? And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I'm okay yeah it with sort that. of lets you move on peacefully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It also lets me know that, you know, it, and I, I want to say this very cautiously because I don't want to, um, because uh, I'm not bitter about it, but it lets me know that the concern wasn't really there anyway. Sure. If that makes sense, you know? Yes. Yep. Um, the in the UPC church, you're very concerned about people if they start slipping, um, if if or you know, uh, and I put concerned in air quotes. 
um, hey, are you okay? I'm praying for you. I see this. Or, you know, they're kind of all up in your business. And um, so without that happening, that was a very easy transition, very smooth transition that I didn't have to explain anything to anybody. And I was good with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said you posted pictures with some outward changes. Talk, uh, tell me about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had posted some pictures. Um, uh, a lot of life changes were happening during that time. Um, and so I, you know, posted some pictures of me wearing pants and, you know, with some makeup and jewelry on because this is, you know, I had made that transition. I was no longer wearing skirts. Uh, my hair had been cut. Um so I had no desire to follow man-made rules anymore. That wasn't um, that wasn't what I was going to do. Uh, I was I was done with that. Yeah, yeah. And so I chopped off all my hair, and um, which I mean, must still... must have felt incredible. Oh God, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my daughter both went on the same day um, to a hairdresser that were uh, I actually worked with her husband, and so we were friends. And, um, she, she's like very, very cautious. She, you know, of course she's not trying to pry or anything like that into why we're going from hair to our ankles, you know, from that long to, okay, now we're getting it cut, you know, mid back or almost to your shoulders, you know, that's how short mine was. And so she's like, okay, this is a big change. So uh, what's going on? And so I kind of explained the process and she's like, oh my God, I thought so. Because, and then she began to confide in me of a story about her sister and how her sister married a guy that was like a preacher son of a UPC church and how because she wasn't UPC, they basically banned her son, their son, and has no relationship hardly at all with the grandkids oh, because man. they're not UPC. And I'm like, that's crazy. Right. That's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. And the farther away you get from it, the more crazy it seems. Because I feel like when you're in it, well, you're like, well, of course they're not talking. Why would they talk? You know, they're right. trying to protect their family and do what's best and live according to God's word. But now, you know, when you're able to t- take a couple of steps back, you're like, hmm, yeah, that's not right. That's a little crazy. <laughs> so much has like been... I guess made aware or I've seen it now that I've stepped back away from it the more like you said the longer I am out of it the more I'm like whoa that was really a messed up mindset that was really not healthy and you know unfortunately this is the stuff that I raised my kids in and so you know I'm I'm thankful that I knew enough to step away from it, but I can't undo the damage that's been done. So God can, and that's that's what I pray for. You know, spiritual healing for all of us. Absolutely. So yeah. I know myself. A lot of people are waiting to hear where are your beliefs now? Because you know the UPC. Um, we've talked about the outward standards. How you know you don't align yourself with those anymore. But I do know that you know. There's um, beliefs on salvation and things like that. Um, you're going to a church that is not preaching the UPC doctrine. So Correct. tell me about that journey. Where do you find yourself with your beliefs now um, and how they've changed 
with like a comparison to the UPC and where you were before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously the standards, you know, the holiness standards, there's absolutely nothing that I can do to my outside um, that would make me holy. Uh, that That is not, you know, biblical in any stretch of the imagination. And so that obviously is, is definitely out of the out of the list of beliefs um salvation core core beliefs um going to be fully transparent i am still studying this out okay there's a lot of like i cannot and i guess because i i was raised in the upc so long i still have family in the upc that pretty much on a weekly or bi-weekly basis it's like okay melissa you still believe this right this is the truth right i'm like yeah yeah, but in my mind, I am, and in the word, I am studying and I am not getting things to add up. Um, I cannot believe that God would put in his word that you can believe and be saved over and over and over again and that not be the truth. Yes. So I am very much... And again, I am still studying. I still need because I'm 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 very meticulous, so it takes a long time. Remember it took me like eleven years to to finally leave. <laughs> um but I'm I'm studying this out and I just cannot find where you have to, you know, be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost for salvation. Now I do believe that that is a good thing to do. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, you know, getting baptized, whether in the titles of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or getting baptized in the name of Jesus, again, you know, in, in Matthew, I think, chapter 28, whatever the last chapter is in Matthew, Jesus specifically said to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So I think following that, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, I personally, Jesus said to do it. I don't think that you're wrong if you do it. But I also don't think that you're wrong if you baptize in Jesus' name either because that's the way the disciples, you know, did it. Uh, So it's like I I think both are acceptable. I don't think that, um, I don't think God's going to condemn you to hell for following his words. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is one of the key things in the apostolic salvation, you know, steps. It's the final step. Once you speak in tongues, you're saved. And I don't see that. I'm not. I'm not seeing that in the Word of God. I definitely see that that is a natural progression for a Christian walk with God. Um, but I'm not seeing where it's required for salvation. So. Again, I am still studying. I am, you know, still trying to to figure this out, but that's okay. Right. I agree Um, 100%. Yeah. Learning to not be 100% confident and knowing that God's grace and mercy, that's what that's there for. Right. You know, he died for us and he did not lay it out. As in, okay, this is step one, this, step two, this. He didn't lay it out that clearly. Despite what the, you know, apostolic Pentecostals want to say, 
there are so many verses that just say believe and be saved. So, you know, it to me, I'm like that 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 speaks for itself. <laughs> but but again, I'm studying. Um but yeah, that's kind of where I fall on salvation. And and I love that you're taking the time necessary to find it for yourself. Um that you're not rushing through the process because it really is a process and a journey to to unravel everything and to build back the pieces of what you, you know, are finding through your studying that that are true. Yeah. And and I know a lot of people um are afraid to do that because it's hard to know and hard to face the reality of believing a false doctrine for however long you believed it for. So, I mean, I commend you that you're even taking this time to, to still try and to still, you know, okay, this may have been wrong, but let's figure out what's right. And let's figure out, you know, what the word means to you and what you're able to find. Exactly. And when you don't know how to study the word, then you take the words of people who supposedly do know how to study the word, you take those as the gospel. You take those as what truth is. So that that is probably one of my biggest concerns is people will read the Bible. They will not study the context or study what these words actually mean. They will They will take what the preacher from the pulpit says who does not have a degree in theology, does not have any kind of, you know, backing or anything like that, and they take that as if it's gospel. And and you you can't do that. I remember one time whenever I was still at our old UPC church, and the uh, minister, one of the leaders was preaching, and he was preaching an entire message based on the Hebrew meaning of two names, okay? okay. Um, one meant peace, one meant joy, according to him. <laughs> I am sitting there on my phone with the Strong's Concordance pulled up, and one of those did mean joy, but the other one did not mean peace. Like, not even anywhere in the realm of what this word would mean, what this name would mean, it didn't mean what he was saying. And everybody was so blindly following this message. And while it, it was probably a great message, it wasn't truth. Right. And, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, because I've been in the UPC services for a long time or was, you know, you know, it's a lot of emotion. Yes. Um, and it's a lot of feel good and make you feel something Mm -hmm. as opposed to what the Bible may actually say or what it actually means. It's a, you know, what kind of reaction can you get and how many people can you get to cry and get to dance or get to stand up? You know, it's just, instead of saying, you know, here's what it actually is and letting the word be the word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's it's just, it's so much easier to trust someone to tell you and to teach you. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's why I said, so you know, I think easier. it's remarkable that you're taking the time um, and allowing a space of grace to just, you know, let God be God and, and you'll, you'll get there with, you know, your studying and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, he's absolutely incredible. And one of the other things that um, 
um, still I'm, I'm looking at, the UPC teaches that the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues um, that's required for salvation is different than the actual gift of the spirit of tongues, the gift of tongues. They have, I've always heard that those are two different things, two different, um, you know, acts. And I can't find that in the word. I cannot find how that's different. It's the exact same words used, and there is no nowhere that says, okay, this infilling in Acts 2 is different than what I'm talking about in First Corinthians 14. Like, right. there's no distinction between the two. And so God doesn't require the gift of prophecy. God doesn't require the you know, the gift of knowledge. He's not going to require a gift for salvation. It's a gift. So, yeah, that's I, another I, one of those little things. Yeah, and it's it's really funny because probably when I was when I was thinking about going back like a year ago, um, and I started reading, and I got to that scripture, the First Corinthians, uh, where some are given the gift of you know knowledge and healing and all the things. Yeah. And I had talked to somebody who was in the UPC who was like a mentor to me, and I was like, "What's the difference?" And the explanation that was given was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. And then I started like telling my husband, I was like, yeah, this is how she explained it. And he was like, it's the same. Yeah. That she said a lot of words, but that's not, that didn't give you an answer. Like there's no mm-hmm. difference in one, in one or the other. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I think so that's very it, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just gotta, you've got to study the word. And I am definitely not saying that I know everything. Oh my gosh, I do not. I have got so far to go in growth and in wisdom and knowing him. Like, you know, I thought, okay, this journey for this year was to know him. I'm like, oh God, this is not a journey for a year. (laughs) This is a journey for a life. (laughs) I'm not going to stop trying to know him ever. Like that's, that's my goal is to know him, not just for this year. It's not just a word for this year. It is for the rest of my life. I mean, and what an example to set for your kids that, um, and I had somebody else reach out who is like, you know, I just wish I wouldn't have kept my family in for so long and the damage that was done to my kids. Um, but the fact that you're willing to, to set the example to say, Hey God, this was not ideal but we can turn it around and we can, there's, you know, can still be good within the situation that occurred and you can still, you know, live a successful life and thrive in happiness and joy and in peace. Yes, absolutely. God wants that for all of us. His will for all of us is that we're all saved. Like, you know, people will pray like, Oh God, I want your will in my life. That's his will. We don't have to question. Like, he wants that. He's not going to make it so hard that it's based on acts or it's based on works. It, that it doesn't work like that. There's right. no way we could be good enough to earn, you know, salvation. Thank God that's not what it's based on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that healing, it, it just has to take place. And, you know, as my kids grow in God, I pray and I know I have faith that God will continue to do a work in them and continue to heal them and bring them into a healthy relationship with him that's not based in fear and works. Absolutely. I love that. 
Um, my other question, you know, that I want to ask people is there's such a freeing feeling in being gone. Um, but could they have done anything? Could the UPC in general, the church, not, you know, not a specific church that you attended, but the church itself, could anything have gone differently in order to keep you there? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know what, honestly, probably so because of the lack of transparency like if they were transparent in everything and they followed what they preached probably so but because they don't everything is so twisted everything is so um conniving and manipulative whenever you step back away from it and you see the actual politics of the situation. Um, for example, the children's home that I worked at, you know, whenever I could see the manipulation and the twisting of truth, and when I brought that to other leaders, nothing was done, that diminished my faith in the organization. Um, so, like, if they had kept to, okay, this is wrong, this doesn't need to continue, we're going to stop this from happening any further, that would have, you know, kept my faith and, okay, all right, that's that's good. If there was, um, I, I don't know, I guess with people in particular, because your religion is people, um, you know, God isn't religion, I don't know if... Um, Anyone needs to hear that, but religion, absolutely not. Do not follow a religion, period. Follow God. But um, whenever you're dealing with people, you know, in ministerial positions, in pastoral positions, in presbyter positions, right. all of that begins to be very political. Yes. All of that begins to be um, very um, egotistical and arrogant, and you can get some really bad apples in there but unfortunately most of the bad apples just go further in the organization and if that wasn't the case um i might could have seen myself not question as much and i think that if i wouldn't have questioned as much i wouldn't have left but because i kept seeing the things happen and i kept seeing i'm like this can't be right right I mean, and one question leads to another question, which ended up leading to to your freedom and your liberty yeah. to to truly be who you feel like God wants you to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm so thankful that I was able to see it. Um, I'm so thankful that, you know, like the, the name of this is gratitude because that's literally the emotion that I have to God. Like, I can't I know that when I was in the middle of it I did not think that you could be saved if you were not a part of the UPC church. And looking back now I'm like wow if I only knew just how deep his love for me was if I only knew just how deep his grace went if I knew just how far his mercy you know went it's new every day. And 
no, I'm not living a life of sin. I didn't step away from the UPC church to live, you know, vicariously in sin. That's not what I'm doing. I'm living for God, and I didn't know that was possible outside of the UPC. Right. I mean, and that and that's not something that you made up. That's that's what we're told. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at, to the point to where the last church that we were a part of, if you left that specific church, you were looked down on. Like, if you left that church and went to another UPC church, you were looked down on. It was like, oh, yeah, they left. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> They're probably going to go to hell. I mean, they didn't say that, but that was the that was the insinuation, like right. from the pulpit. Wow, and yes. I, I would I would love to to be shocked um, to say, oh, wow, I can't believe that was happening. But unfortunately, it just no. it just is the way it is um, across yeah. the organization that yeah. there's no real unity. Mm-hmm. You know, anything, unfortunately, yeah. throughout what we're seeing it's it's not good yeah so like if there was like you said if there was unity if there was in the bodies okay this one taught this well you're going to get the exact same teaching at any UPC church yes because it's biblical and so you wouldn't you know you wouldn't not have that that you know that that would have probably allowed me to not ask questions as much but because different things are at different churches different things are acceptable at different churches it's like mm, no that's man-made no right. one that's not that's not biblical no well i i want to thank you for taking so much time to to talk with me to share your amazing story i'd like to follow up in the next couple of months you know to hear more about how your journey's going and how your studying's going and just to, you know, to hear more about what you're doing. Um, Like I said, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, Is there anything else that you you, think? Is there anything you want to leave with the listeners? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for allowing um, people to share their stories on your podcast. You know, this could be a podcast that um, is not a safe place. It could be a judgmental zone. It could be it could be all kinds of things. But you've tried to create a safe place for people to share their stories. And like you said, everybody's story is going to be different. There's some people that will be, you know, living for God in just a different way. And there's going to be people that have lost all belief in God. And you're allowing people to share their story and to kind of pull back the veil on the the things that are happening in the UPC church that some people may not be aware is happening. So I appreciate you having a platform and opening that up to people and allowing this to transpire. Um, the, the only other thing that I would want to say is to anybody that's considering leaving, um, don't be scared. You can live for God outside of that organization. You can still be saved and not go to a UPC church. That that was terrifying to me uh, because that was all I knew. And so I just want to say that you can. You don't have to be backslidden and leave the UPC church. That 
that because that is what they call you. If you leave the UPC, then you're backslidden. And if you're backslidden, then you're going to hell. So that's not truth. That That is probably the number one false teaching that that transpires in the UPC church. And I, I want that to be very clear that you can leave the UPC and still be um, still live for God. 